What's going on, everybody? Welcome in. Wade Zancata, Connor O'Neill here, and we are back. It was a rainy a, was Sunday a, in our neck of the woods, Connor. It's sorry? a rainy Sunday. It is a rainy Sunday. Jeez, man. But uh, was certainly the fields were certainly shining bright yesterday during OUA action, though. It was, uh, uh, depends on which scoring. side of the games you are on. Every game this week uh, was a 30-point game, at least. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> let's start with uh, your alma mater since uh, – you know, they played the first game. They were the 12 o'clock kickoff. Uh, Guelph at Ottawa, Connor. Yeah, and uh, this was a, a 46 to 10 win for the Ottawa GGs. And man, like start to finish all three phases, they looked very good in this one, I must say. The ground game, I, I want to start with the ground game. Like Ben Miracle in this game looked in, like incredible, but yeah, I think it was a lot in part due to you know, what Ottawa was doing on the ground. They had two backs in this one. It wasn't just J.P. Simikinda today. It was J.P. Simikinda and Amaclair Polk, both going over 100 yards on the ground. J.P. had 16 for 108 and one. Polk, 10 for 116 and one. That's 200-some-odd yards with your ground game. Yeah, I mean, that's going to do do good things for Ben Maracle, who still had 288, 288 passing yards and three touchdowns on the day. But I think uh, he's got his, his running backs and his offensive line to thank for that day. Man, I mean, okay, let me let me change the angle here because we talked in the preview for this game about that Gigi's defense. And yeah. it's time to start giving them some recognition. Uh, they've held every offense to, uh, to well below their season totals. Uh, this game was no exception. TK, Kevin Victom, uh, he is that guy out on the edge. Uh, yeah. In coverage, 41-yard pick, James Peter. You already know he's leading the league in touchdown or not. Whoa. You already know he's leading the league in tackles. Uh, yeah, he had 10 total tackles this game as well. Uh, I think it was six solo, eight assisted. Uh, so he's in on 14, but that adds up to 10. Um, he he uh, had himself a day. Like, yeah, man, the, the GG's defense, certainly some, some dogs some playmakers on, on their side of the ball. But I, I, I will say for Guelph, like, they didn't necessarily play a bad game. When you look at some of the numbers that they put up, some of the things that they did in this game, like Isaiah Smith still had 17 carries for 101 yards in the game, but it was, you know, the little mistakes or, or the crucial mistakes, I should say, that kind of killed them. Like Jake Helfrich, two, interception, two interceptions in this game that Ottawa was certainly able to capitalize on. And when you're playing a team that has the ability to run all over the field and still find guys downfield like Daniel Oladejo who had 109 yards in this one it gets tough to win when you know you're turning the ball over and the the opposing side is able to then capitalize put points up make you pay for turning the ball over and that's really what Ottawa did in this one yes absolutely they did uh they're looking towards the panda game uh in two weeks uh so October 1st sure. circle your calendars uh, I'm sure they're, I've got my panda pick ready. Connor. I, I was telling you off air. <laughs> You're saying off air. Uh, but uh, Mac at Waterloo next game, another, like we said, every game was lopsided. This one was 43 to nothing. Andreas do have 214, a touchdown. Uh, you know what? This game was just a beating. Uh, Cabin showed he was a first year in this, uh, in this game. And you know what? You have to go through these growing pains as, as a team, especially when you're moving off of Trey Ford and onto someone that doesn't have much playing experience, um, it may look unfamiliar, but it is something everyone goes through. And nine of 17, 89 yards, two uh, interceptions for him. So uh, definitely not the best showing for the young quarterback, but 
everyone has these. I, I think he's much better than those stats show, and he's going to prove that as weeks go by. Yeah, I have to agree. Like everything that we've, I know it's early, but everything that we've seen from him thus far kind of tells me that he's going to take this game, review the tape, and he's not going to have this game again. He's not going to have a sub 50% completion, two interceptions, sub 100 passing yard game. I think this is just like you're saying, growing pains. It's a rookie playing a pretty good, pretty damn good Mac defense. Um, and just kind of, I don't think any of us were really surprised by this game. It was more so kind of, when was he going to have this kind of first year game? But no, I totally expect Nolan Cabot to, to kind of learn from this, take the tape, move on and, and not have one of these games again. Uh, shall we move on? Laurier against York, 32 to one for the Laurier Golden Hawks. This is the first game uh, where the York Lions had not given up a, uh, a turnover. So uh, with the Lions, it, I mean, they got that win as a technicality from McMaster forfeiting. Um, but they're learning, they're growing step-by-step. Step, they're getting better and, uh, they're, they're taking positives away from this one. Yeah. Ton of positives watching York play in this one, a ton of positives. Like we're saying no interceptions for, for Noah, Noah Craney, no turnovers for the York Lions as a unit, but still the Laurier Golden Hawks, man, they certainly rolled in this game. Selfishly in that preview, I said that I wanted to see Taylor Algorisma open it up. I don't know if he opened it up the way I wanted him to, but he still had a really good game. Got eight receivers involved in this one. Three going over 50 yards. Algarisma himself, 17 of 25, just over 200 passing yards, two touchdowns in this one. Again, just controlled the pace of play, played really well. But I don't I don't think they had to open it up, Connor. They had I, I don't <laughs> think they did. I mean, Quentin when he's Scott, Tanner Nelms, chunking down the field like that. They combined for over 200 yards on yeah. 32 carries. I mean, you don't have to really open it up. No. They, he did exactly what they had to do in this game. And uh, as a result, they took away the win. Yeah. And that's, I, I think that's what I've liked watching so much about Ogurzma to start the year. Like he's not this quarterback that needs to go for the 90 yard deep shot to make a difference. He can hit these little 10, 15, 20 yard chunk plays. I mean, yes, that that's afforded. That's a luxury that's afforded by a great ground game, but still he can execute the playbook that they're looking in to execute and it's helping them find wins uh fourth game of the day queens hosting the carlton ravens uh no ferdinand brothers no denny or kasim for carlton uh who have been the focal points of their offense and special teams uh i don't think it would have made a difference connor the carlton defense was getting shredded it was evident from the first drive uh two plays 70 yards back-to-back -back plays going down the deep post uh James Keenan, you know what? This game as a whole was an offensive show. Uh, James Keenan, 364 and four touchdowns. Tanner DeYoung, 375 and one. He did have two picks in the red zone. So that could have been, hell, 403 uh, if it wasn't for a couple plays. But uh, the teams finished with a combined over 1,000 yards of total offense. Yeah, I mean, this game start to finish offensively. If you were looking for firepower, man, this was the game of the week for you. Uh, both quarterbacks, like you're mentioning, almost up at 400 yards. But there's one guy, one particular guy in this game that I want to ask you about. Aiden O'Neill, 135-1. and one. You sent me a pretty interesting text message, and I want you to expand on that a little bit. Okay, so 135-1. and one. And this is what I'm thinking with Aiden O'Neill. First, you have Tyler Tanowski uh, at Waterloo. Shorter slot receiver, go deep, or take it over the middle, eat you up either way. 
Uh, then he had Nolan Lovegrove at U of T, kind of the same thing, same body type, same build. Um, and now we have Aiden O'Neill with the Queen Scales. My only complaint is that Tyler Tanowski never wore the number one, because if he had, we would have number one, number two, and now Aiden O'Neill as number three. Uh, the jerseys would have lined up. Uh, you know what? I think it, I think he's going to be a fantastic weapon for James Keenan down, down the stretch. Um, he sat underneath in the slot and he also made some plays downfield. So he really showed his true strength. You've got the recent comps with Lovegrove and Tyler T, but I want to throw one at you that is kind of more of a Queens-related throwback. What about a little bit of a Shaftelaine? <laughs> uh, we'll see. There's some big shoes to fill uh, with all comparisons. Uh, There's just one game for Aiden O'Neill, but I feel like he's going to be a weapon for them uh, going forward. Uh, Final one, man. We joke about it. We joke about it all the time, but it truly, truly is. The Windsor Road Trap. Pulling out a 37-7 win over your Toronto Varsity Blues. Uh, yeah, you know what? The three-game rule uh, has played its has played its course, I think, for the Varsity Blues. Um, we had a really good start to the year. There were some flashes, and there still are some flashes. But when you look at, you know, people crowning a quarterback um, based off of one game, We've now seen four. There has been one great game. There have been some some learning curves, but for Kinsale Phelp, I think I think it was the pause button that I wanted when people were crowning him after their first win over Carlton. Um, let's wait. Phenomenal yeah. performance, but it yeah, was. I'm, I'm with you. But, I want to see more. I want to see it consistently. But for the second straight game, the Varsity Blues have not been able to sustain the run game. Adam Williams just seven carries, and he had a. He had a good chunk of yards. He's averaging almost six a carry. Um, but, but for me, this is where the team is founded off of. This is where they start their offensive attack. And for Kinsale Phillip as a young quarterback, I mean, 10 of 19, 88 yards, one touchdown. The one touchdown uh, came in the first quarter. So they scored, and then they never scored again after that. Um, I, I really think that this team, Kinsale is showing promise. He's great moving around the pocket, moving around the field and extending plays. But as a young quarterback, he needs this run game with Adam Williams and Sam Conte to, uh, to really help him out. Yeah, no, I, I entirely agree with you on this one. And I think kind of on the Windsor side of things here, they played exactly the game that they needed to. Their quarterback, Danny Skelton, 259 yards in the air, one touchdown on the ground still. I mean, Joey Zorn, 10, 10 carries, 56 yard. Chris John, six attempts, 44 yards, a touchdown. And then they had a third – and Danny Skelton, sorry, the, the quarterback himself had 33 yards on four carries. But, again, I think it was relentless defense on part of the Windsor Lancers as well. I mean, I don't know if you saw it, but did you catch the punt block? Because I don't – like, that was a – you never want to see a punter get hit like that. That is just a, a hard one to watch. Uh, but they played no, I was still at the I was still on the Queens game for that one, but – uh, they did have three sacks. I tuned in for it on my car ride home, kind of listened to it as like a quasi radio broadcast. Um, but no, this like, this is just there. They talked to us. JP Cercelli talked to us. Ground game defense. They're actively running the ball. Like they've got 20 carries between their top three. And then their defense is, is applying pressure and making teams try to play 
left-handed. I mean, we saw it with Guelph. We've seen it now with Toronto. And yes, Windsor still has a, a long road ahead of them, but they're building as a program. And, and these are the steps that you want to see them take. Yeah, yeah, certainly. And I mean, it, it kind of, to me, feels like Windsor has gone, this is our identity. Go ahead and stop us. Yeah, I, I, uh, I was happy to see Windsor get, get the win at home. I know it's always tough, but they're above 500. They're feeling good. And uh, for, the, for the Varsity Blues, there's a big chance against York to kind of get yourself back on track and not be too far behind in the playoff race. Absolutely. But I think we'll leave that one for the week five preview. Won't give too much away yet. That's going to close out the weekend recap episode for us, though. As always, you know where to find us at CF Perspective on social, at Wade Zank, at Connor R. O'Neill. Man, it was, a, it was a fun weekend of football. It was. I'm, uh, I'm happy that we got it in and uh, excited for the weeks to come.